Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast. They were talking about Hope of Gear Up War, a Voltron aggro combo. We're going to get into it right after they hit our theme song. Oh, I love that song. Hey, Ryan, how you doing? <laughs> what are we talking about today, Ryan? What's going on? Hope of Girapur, or Hog for short. Oh, I never caught that. Wait, Hog? Hog. Hog? Hog. Hope oh, yeah. of Girapur. I was thinking in my head, why isn't it Hop? Because Girapur doesn't start with a P. That's why it's not Hop. Hope of Pirapur. Nah. Damn it. Oh, it's been one of those days. Yeah, okay. No doubt. So before we get to that, I suppose I should welcome you all to the show. We are on episode five of the Commander Cookout podcast, the greatest magic podcast on the planet Earth. We're getting there. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, Ryan, what's our contact information? We are at CCO Podcast on Twitter or Commander Cookout, all one word, at gmail.com. Why aren't we CCO Podcast at gmail.com? Mm, the church. The church. God, Pay and tithe with our names. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you could also find us on commandersociety.com. That's the awesome website that is hosting <coughs> hosting our cast right now. Um, they got lots of good articles, little videos and stuff on all of the new uh, sweet Amonkhet spoilers that are coming out. Which are sweet. We'll get into those later. Uh, yeah. Do we want to get into them right now? No, not right now. Oh, yeah. They're good and they're bad. Anyways, we have to get that's all I got. You, li- <laughs> That's all I got. you lost your train of thought. I that, lost it. I was thinking about something else. That happens from time to time. I was thinking about how we don't have our sweet view because we're they essentially were, recording in the broom closet. They were recording in the closet here at the station today. It's good. Uh, yeah, yeah, good equipment, good mics. We're still in the station, but um, yeah. no sweet view, and we're crammed up both together, stuck yeah. in the closet. Yeah. Our studio definitely still costs more than my car. Uh, I think one microphone definitely costs more than your car. Yeah. Amazing how much these things cost, hey? Oh, but anyway, Hope of Girapur. Yeah. We're talking about a mono artifact colorless EDH deck. It's also a first, I think, for the show because it might be like the newest card we've ever talked about as a commander, uh, I think, hey? I think so. And yet another, I guess, mono color. Colorless isn't a color. I get it. But it's a mono colored deck. I think we have an affinity for mono color. I think we do, Because we've done, what have we done? We've done Zada and Zada, red. Yep, yep. We've done Hirobi, he's black. Yep. We've done Hope of Girapur. Yep. Uh, that's yeah, colorless. Serac was a bunch of colors. Serac is a bunch of colors, but next week's show, we have another monocolor commander. So yeah. maybe we should just get all the monos out of the way, and then... Then we'll do a white one. Do we even have a white one? Ooh. I have a... Not Sadisi. What's her name? The Rebel Lady? Lynn Sivy. Lynn Sivy, and it's... That sounds terrible. It is terrible. Lynn Civy was so good, like, back in the day, right? Yeah, in, like, 99, 99, yeah. Interesting fact about Lynn Civy, she still plays the same cards that she played back in 99. <laughs> <laughs> That's why terrible. she's bad. Yeah. Um, uh. And we've probably got a couple green decks that we could talk about. You've oh, got a... Sure. I've got Mono Snakes. Mono Snakes and Mono Green Everything is Legendary dot deck. Yeah, that's also fun. I have a Mono Green, uh, what's her name? Azami, no, that's blue. Uh, Azusa. Azusa Lost, Lost but, but seeking. seeking. Not very spicy. Huge ramp deck, play big thing, turn sideways, create a hoof behemoth, I win. There, we did the we did the show. Okay, see yeah. you next week. Yeah, episode uh, 5.5 right there. Yeah. There it is. But Azusa no, Lost not today. Hope of Girapur. So this deck, uh, kind of garbage, but let's read him first here. I've got him right here. He is legendary artifact creature Thopter, and he is one mana. Uh, one generic mana, one one flyer, 
And his ability is sacrifice hope of Girapur until your next, sorry, let's try all that again. There it is. Sacrifice hope of Girapur until your next turn. Target player who was dealt combat damage by hope of Girapur this turn can't cast non-creature spells. So, sounds pretty controlly. Yeah. Um, but who cares about playing control when you can play Voltron aggro combo? Yeah. That play everything. Way easier when you're six or seven beer deep. So you're telling me that this deck is a Voltron aggro combo with a control sprinkled in there? No, it's a. This guy's the Swiss Army knife it's of generals. It's a dumpster fire in August. <laughs> like it's terrible. <laughs> it's just I don't know. I've played it a few times, and again, it's been the uh, the the go to end of the night kind of deck, right? Where sure. it's like, oh, okay, do I really want to be here? How sober am I? All of these things, <laughs> right? Now I'm pissed off because I already lost three games in a row, or whatever. And it's just not working out. And I'm not sure if it's because it's too Voltroni. Or if there's not enough pump, not enough, la- like there's 33 land in the deck. That's um, enough, I think. It's a, I think it's enough based on the average converted mana cost, the cost of the commander. Um, I mean, there is 10 ramp spells or mana dork spells in there that are going to accelerate you a little bit. They, I mean, the deck is pretty high velocity, but it just doesn't have a lot of oomph. You know what I mean? Looking at it. Just coming in, getting ready for the show today. The first thing I thought about when I looked at this deck was it looks just like Uriel the Miststalker, but it's lacking all of the badassery of Uriel the Miststalker. But it still has all of the weaknesses because you have a bunch of it's a Voltron deck. Yeah, and your general and all your creatures are significantly easier to kill than yep. Uriel the Miststalker. Yep, because like even Red has insta kill your dude regardless of how big he is. Yep which is saying something. So I guess that's an introduction to the deck. Um, do we want to jump backwards a little bit? Because I'm looking at our notes and we missed a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> do <laughs> sure. we want to so jump that, backwards? So that's the primer of the deck. So far, dumpster fire. We're yep. going to fix it. But before that, let's talk about whatever this says on the top of our page. Yeah, here. a couple things. Um, we're so organized. No, we're not. Don't mm, lie. We, yeah, no, that's, lie that's me being sarcastic. Oh. Did I do it? No. Oh, sure. <laughs> Um, we have to, I guess, speak to the topic last week. Right. Uh, we had some questions online and a friend of the, friend of the show, Geoff, F-U-G off, um, was talking to us about his Atraxa list that we have been asking for. And we've got a few Atraxa lists for, I'm calling it Atraxa project. And, I dig it. um, realistically, I mean, there's over 20,000 magic cards probably that we could try and cram into an Atraxa deck. And there's probably good ones. And Geoff, he said his Atraxa list, we plugged it into our spice formula. It was like 65 or something. It's like pretty, pretty spicy, right? Because yep. he said, I'm just playing everything that's uh, not in the normal decks. Yep. And that's fine. It's good. But I'm just, maybe I'm just down on it. I just, it's not the kind of deck that I want to play. I've played against that deck. Mm-hmm. And it's Okay. Not a Super Friends deck. It's not a Super Friends deck. It's not a Abuse Counters deck. And it, yeah, it's not an Infect deck. Yeah. So Maybe there's Infect in it. There's but. a little bit, yeah. But it, I feel like that you're just not using Atraxa. You're just making a deck that doesn't have red in it at this point. Yeah. I mean, Atraxa good stuff or non-red good stuff. Is that a fun deck? It could be, I guess, if you're into that sort of thing. But I feel I like it's know. not. I, you know what yeah. I think of? You know what I think of when I think of non-red good stuff deck? 
I think of like uh, Abzan mid-range with like, what's it called, Siege Rhino? Yeah. And, or I think of like uh, Gave Guru Spore Sapperling deck. That's where my brain goes when I think of... Uh, um, just good stuff without red in it? Yeah. And I mean, that's that's me. I want to combo out or I want to make a million Sapperlings. That's, I don't want to play a good stuff deck or a control deck or a mid-range deck. Right. I just want to beat wholesale ass with Sapperlings or... Sweet graveyard combos with like necrotic ooze and stuff, right? But we're getting the tracks of lists. We're working on that. Keep them coming. We'll uh, be amalgamating. We're, we're going to find something that good. we like to play. Yeah. And then as soon as we can find, as soon as we can determine what that strategy is, then we can start spicing it up, if you will. First thing I thought of, slivers. Slivers. Of course, we already I have slivers. We already have slivers. Yeah. So, and then the other thing about our spice list that we were talking about last week, we had notes um, to, I guess, try and determine what the least and most spicy the formula could possibly produce would be, yep. and then to try and build those decks. And while we haven't started the deck building process yet for those, um, I did determine based on some theoretical uh, average converted mana costs what the least spicy could be, and that would be a... Um, 10. A 10. And the most spicy, 86.3. That's... Uh I don't know what that would be in real life. That'd be really hot. Uh, I don't know. Well, last week we said, right, like zero, zero commanders and everything costs an uh, average of 4.5 converted mana cost was what I plugged in. And huh. yeah, so that's it. Everything um, costs 10.edh.game. Terrible. Uh, yes, with mana rocks or ramp that isn't played with that commander. Huh. Yeah. Sounds awful, yeah. Yeah. And then the last thing, um, we had a comment on the show about I, we were talking about um, all of the new three color commander product commanders right. being the most popular. Yep. And the I guess the comment was, and I'm drawn blank on who made it. I can look it up, but if you were you, thank you um, because yeah, thanks for listening. You've led to some discussion, and yes, thank you for listening. Um, new players being introduced to commander by the commander products. Of course, that's going to lead to the most decks because you can go out and pay 35 bucks and have the deck. That's a very good point. You yes. can tweak three or four cards or 10 cards or whatever, and then you have a commander deck on tappedout.net that EDH rec is pulling. Yep. And I mean, that's, that's probably how that happens. Now, is it a coincidence that all the commander product generals are the most powerful? I don't think it is. I do not think and that is a And that's what we were talking about specifically is yeah. is why are why are they doing that? Give me give me something bad like what are those guys we wanted to build a cumulative upkeep lose one life? Give me that guy. Let's build him. Yeah. Right? Like or let's let put hope of Girapor. Hope of Girapor. Yeah. yeah. He's terrible. Let's see Wizards do it. Like yeah. a, a card that isn't really that great, not something that's designed specifically to be awesome in commander. Yeah. But yeah. See, that's a that's another thing for another day, and we will take, we will get into it because that's awesome. Yeah, um, and then the other thing, did we have anything else? Oh yeah, friend of the Joe's Gitrog, friend of the show Gitrog list again. Going back to our fu friend Geoff, me and him F-U did a big, big trade the other day. We pulled out like hundreds of dollars worth of cards, and he wanted foils, and I wanted or I wanted foils, he wanted regulars, and then there was huge price discrepancies in the foils that I wanted because they're all 
legit commander cards. And <laughs> we ended up making a $40 trade. Oh. And it took like three hours. Oh, that's what the a worst. pile of garbage. I got some good stuff, though. I remember when I traded for my dual lands the first time, kind of an aside, I traded my first set of forces for them. Mm. And those, those trades just feel so money. Hey, you feel like a pimp. Oh, yeah. Like you just roll in, it's like, yeah, I'm going to trade my $600 worth of cards. I'm $600 worth of cards. And it's. Yeah, it's everybody's showing up with those briefcases that are like handcuffed to their hands yeah. and stuff, and everybody's wearing sunglasses so you can't see each other's eyes. It's it's ridiculous, but yeah. it's, it's fun. You feel like kind of like a junkie, but at the same time, you basically are. Yeah, he. Uh, we were working on a trade for. Um, I've got a couple crucible of worlds, crucibles of world, whatever it is. However that. Works. And um, he has the foil judge promo one with the old border. Ooh. And we were going to trade for it, but uh, I was just going to grind it up and then snort it up my nose <laughs> with like a straw or whatever. So we ended up not making that deal, but. Probably for the best. I'm sure that it would get you high because that smell that they make magic cards have when you open them new. Right. It's like crack. It's like new card smell, but. Yeah. New card smell. New card smell. Yeah. Not new car smell. New card smell. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Anyways, back to Hope of Gearpore. Yeah. Um, or hopeless of Gearpoint, maybe <laughs> depending on how this deck, on how this goes. So my notes indicate that I have been playing him for three or four times now. Okay, and admittedly, a lot of my best colorless stuff and my most grindy, controlly, win the big game type of cards are locked up in Kozilek, the Great Distortion. Okay. Very powerful commander, very powerful deck, good in the big games. It's got lots of reach in the top end with huge creatures, graveyard recursion, good deck. Yes, it is. Powerful. Really grindy. Lots of tokens, lots of blockers, lots of flying, lots of annihilator. Yep. Um, so when Hope came out, Hopeless came out, I wanted to build some, I wanted to build it, but I wanted to build something distinctly different, not anywhere close to what I was playing. So instead of big game... Big reach, big dudes, big grindy, big tokens, big everything. We got little wieners with no reach yeah, and no hope and no chance. And he has flying, but that's kind of it. Yeah. And you kind of rely on your equipment to do the job is what I'm Yeah, and there's here. there's a bunch of little guys in here like, um, just for example, Brass Squire. Everybody loves a good little Brass Squire. He's a cute little mirror guy. He costs three mana for a 1-3. Tap to attach target equipment you control to target creature you control. Pretty good. Yeah, free, right? Not a lot of card draw on the deck, so you need ways to gain that incremental advantage. Yep. Let's save some mana because maybe I only have four or five lands on turn six or seven. Sure. Let's use him to attach and use my mana to do something else. Play, Pay into uh, Umazawa's Jite, for example. Or Oh, no, that, that, that never mind. Forget I said that. Um, what's, the, what's the equipment that... I forget I said all that. World Be Slayer. World Slayer. Better example, Burnished Heart. Let's use our three mana to sack a Burnished Heart to get uh, two basics into my onto the battlefield tapped, right? Yeah. Instead of paying for an equipment cost, let's get uh, Burnished Heart going on, right? So um, it's good. And then the other things I got going on are zero drop creatures. And again, just velocity, right? Let's make right. the deck as fast as possible. Hope costs one. Something like Ornithopter, zero two flyer for zero costs zero. So let's let's do that on turn one. Sure. Or maybe solar ring in that on turn one. Second turn, drop a couple equipments, start beating in. No, yeah, well, I mean you could go Ornithopter sort of feast and famine, turn one with an or well, I guess you couldn't do that. Can't do that, because you gotta tap to make the Sol Ring. 
Correct. Yeah. Um, so what do you do, right? Um, we're talking about six-player games constantly because it seems like that's the only kind of games we're playing. Do I just leave them in the box or do I tweak the deck slightly? It's hard to say. That's the that's why we're here, though, right? Like, right. you, you got to find a way of killing more people or um, protecting your dude so that you can kill everyone more reliably and not have him get greased every turn, which is very easy. Also, you have to figure a get way get greased of, every turn. <laughs> you have to figure a way to survive a shatterstorm. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little while. Yeah. The other thing that I'm struggling with just because we're getting up there in, in the deck count. I think this is 16 or so. Sure. How do you keep it pseudo-budget, right? It's right. not that expensive to build, and it's not running some of the more expensive colorless lands. Um, how do you keep it budget with without um, sacrificing power level? In a deck like this, I'm going to be frank, I don't think you do. Because all the cards that I even, su- like we suggested setting up today and all that stuff, they're all off-budget. All of them. Ah, dang. Yeah. So it's right. it's tricky. Like keeping something budget, I think here you're gonna get a this deck would be pretty good and I think in a three player game, smaller yeah. three, four players, maybe you could probably get in there and do yeah. some do and some I, work. But for for our spice formula, I've got the um optimal game size right now set at four. Obviously I haven't been playing it in four player games be- and I've been losing. So it 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 can't survive in those games, right? Not right. enough top end. Or only a couple creatures, and there's 23 creatures in the deck, which is probably lots. That's, that's or, quite or a Or like, a, like a, a good or normal amount, I guess. For but, a Voltron deck, that's a lot of creatures. Yeah, but they're small and they die. They just die by nature of dying. Like somebody's got an extra one damage to throw around or somebody, you know, plays a volcanic fallout or something, right? Sure. Um, normal commander decks or ones that are tuned for bigger games aren't just going to bend over to a... Um, volcanic fallout right right or or a pyroclasm deals two damage to each creature right this one kind of does um we'll talk about that more in in a little while i guess a little bit more about the deck we talked about the creatures got 23 creatures that's kind of lots um instants and sorceries are one removal spell scour from existence and i don't even know about that because it costs Costs seven seven let's give that a read that's an instant from battle for zendikar seven Exile target permanent. It's very good. Boom. But it costs seven. Costs seven. You know what else costs seven, I think? Mm. All is dust. All is dust. What does that cost? I I think it's seven. Seven Seven or eight. Exile all colored permanents? Sacrifice all colored permanents. Each player sacrifices all colored permanents. Yep. This deck would not have to sacrifice anything. Exactly. Zero things. That's why it's good. Uh, Yes. I'm sure you can't exile land, but you get what you're after, right? They're... Losing all their stuff. Yeah. And uh, I guess it goes back to budget, right? It's yep. a $10 card, $11 card, whatever. Next I mean, to a $0.10 cent thing that somebody would probably give you for free. You found it in your buddy's box or, God forbid, they had it in a binder for some reason because they're total <laughs> Maybe it was plebs. Maybe a foil one. Foil one's going to be worth something. I, no, I doubt it. Let's look it up. Okay. Foil, He's scour from existence, loading, loading, loading. Um, it's like a buck. Is it a dollar? Under a dollar, fifty cents, forty cents, thirty cents. It is a dollar fifty-five. Don't believe you. No, it's good. Dollar fifty-five. Anyways, yeah. Uh, we have got tutors zero because there isn't 
Well, I guess there is colorless tutors a la Planar Portal or yep. Planar Bridge, uh, but no tutors. They cost six or eight or they're expensive and colorless because right. it's colorless. You're going to pay a premium for not having to spend colored mana on it, right? Correct. Um, zero Planeswalkers, again, sticking to the budget. No Ugans, no Karns, <laughs> too many monies. And um, I guess that's kind of an overview of the deck. So how do we how do we make it better? What do we do? Maybe we focus less on the Voltron aspect of it and focus more on the combo aspect of it. And I've I've looked at a few colorless combos that are kind of just really dick moves. And what I've come up with, my favorite one so far is the Dark Steel Plate. Okay. On Hope of Gearport, let's make them indestructible. Good move. Doesn't need to be indestructible, but let's make them indestructible. Right. And then equip him with World Slayer. <laughs> and he's got flying. He's got built-in inva- evasion. Right. Let's equip World Slayer, nuke everything, and then I'm left with my dude to beat in one point of damage at a time. Twenty turns later, per opponent. Yeah. Um. I guess you could play Darksteel Forge. Nine mana, though. Not yeah. a very safe card when you're only running 33 lands. Also totally not on budget. Uh, yeah, is it expensive now? Uh, it used to be. I think it's still... It's had a couple printings. It was printed in Darksteel. It was printed in uh, one of the Plane Chase sets. But I think it is like eight or nine bucks. Yeah. It's a nine mana artifact that says um, artifacts, artifacts you control are indestructible. Yep. Powerful card. Uh, and it counts itself too, which I always thought was yes like, artifacts you control, yeah, including yeah, including not yeah. other artifacts. Very few things do that where they make themselves indestructible. Like usually when it gives all enchantment shroud, it does not get shroud. Yeah, it doesn't give a crap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it itself is made out of dark steel, which not, is indestructible. Mm-hmm. Um, so Flavor. that's kind of where I'm going with that. You could add start to add in some of the uh, more grindy. Bless you. Is there spit on me? A little bit, yeah. Is there? Yep. Gross. Oh, yeah. Big sneeze. So loud that the guy outside the hall looked in here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We could always do like a Voltaic Key, uh, Lux Cannon type combo where you add charge counters to Lux Cannon to blow stuff up. Like there is some grindier combos, but then I'm- Get them proliferate going on in there. Yeah, then I'm kind of going back towards my Kozilek deck, and that's what I want to stay away from. Right. You want to do kind of a colorless- Agro Voltron-y deck. Yep. And less combo-y control-y deck. Yep. Yeah. So, um... I think the first thing, I just thought of this, actually, now that I'm thinking about about the, the deck and the aggro and the mana curve and the cost, I think that the cost is actually significantly higher than you would believe looking at the casting cost of the cards in it. Because you have to cast the card and then you have, to, have to equip, equip the card. That's right. Exactly. So like you your co- total mana cost to get the equipment equipment bonus. Yeah, like you say um Darksteel Forge at nine, oh it costs so much. Yeah. To get your Ogre's Cleaver, for example. Yeah it costs uh, what is it four? It's three to cast and five to equip. And it is a plus five plus zero bonus. Right? Yeah, so it's you're in there for what seven? Sorry, two and five, two to cast and five to equip. Yeah, or like World Slayer costs five and five to equip, so that's yeah. ten. So you, yeah, you might as well play Dark Steel Forge at that point. Again, budgetary things aside, yeah, 
you might as well. Yeah. Because you're one drop I, creature. I guess, now yeah. Cost... Turn, turn five, you could, ca- turn four or five, you could cast it. Turn five, you could swing in, right? Yeah. It's installment plan. Exactly. Right? Instead of just dumping nine into one card and saying, well, now deal with it, right? Yeah. Now you're, so, you're dumping one here, two here, three there. The air there. conditioning just came on. I'm liking this. It's cool, It's hot and sweaty in this yeah. closet. <laughs> um, so, yeah. D- which way do you go, right? And I guess when I was looking at it and trying to decide, and I actually wrote out a, a, a sequence here, <laughs> a sequence, air quotes, turn one, ramp, equipment. Turn two, ramp, equipment. Turn three, ramp, equipment. Turn four, beat wholesale ass. <laughs> and I did a little bit of math, not with the current iteration of the deck, but I did find a way with um, bone splitter, right? one drop equipment, one to equip, Equip creature gets plus two plus oh. Very good. And Fire Shrieker. Fire Shrieker, when you equip it, gives it's not in the list right now, but Fire Shrieker gives the equip creature double strike. I think it costs two and then three to equip, or vice versa. Okay. Sure. Um Bone Splitter, Soul Ring, Fire Shrieker, Hope of Gear Pour, turns one, two, three. Uh, and then there was like another um like bone saw. It's bone a, saw. Yeah, it's a one drop that equips for zero. And then there's another one that's a zero drop that equips for one. Gives plus one, plus oh. Those four or five cards can give you uh, 13, 12 or 13 commander damage on turn three. Very good. Very good. Um, I guess the checkpoint is getting to 11 because 11 is two hits in commander damage, right? Yep. And if you can do that by turn three or four, it's almost a virtual guarantee that one of your opponents doesn't have a flying blocker. That's right? true. Yeah, so true. when you talk about the critical turn of the deck, just with a couple artifacts, you are looking at all of a sudden um, a critical turn maybe of three. Three when you get your 12-power dude online. Four, you close out the game for somebody. Not bad. Not bad at all. Right? Yeah. Um, and then f- let's say five and six where you cast your... Uh, World Slayer, and then swing with World Slayer, all of a sudden you're looking at closing out the game or having everybody scoop because you're the only one left with any dudes. Everybody else is effed, right. as it were. Yeah, you're just a bad human at that point. Yeah, so that's one way. Um, I guess making it grinder is the other way. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what's better. I don't know what I want to play. That's the second problem I think you have, is you're not sure what you want it to be. And that's why it's everything, maybe. Yeah, maybe we put a call out. Um, comment or let us know on Twitter. I'll ask everybody on Twitter again after and say, like, hey, any Hope of Gear Poor lists out there? There's lots sure. on Tapped Out, and there's 115 on EDH yeah. Rec that shows me all the average stuff. And I'm looking at the lists, and they look like all the other colorless decks. Right. With, um, you know, Worm Coil Engine and... Um, Steel Hellkite? Steel Hellkite's a good one. Steel Hellkite's good. It's a gooder. And, of course, the Eldrazi Titans and the, the lesser Eldrazi that are colorless. Right. Ah, but I don't think that's what I want. You might as well just play Kozilek Ulamog. Yeah. Oh, you know what else? I, I think I want to kill two birds with one stone here because I've got my mono blue Mistform Ultimus deck. Right. It's on our Tapped Out page. Sure. CCO Podcast, tappedout.net. Yep. Um, I do have some foil cheapy little equipments, the zero drops that equip for one or whatever. There's a couple of, the, or a bone splitter, for example, right. that would be better served in this deck 
then I don't have to find new foil versions of them. Right. Just take them out of uh, Mistform Ultimus and put something like legit good that's mono blue in Mistform Ultimus. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Because, eh. Strip down one to make the other better. Make them both better. You make them both pimp. better. Yeah. Make them both better. I can lower the critical turn on Hope of Gearpore and actually add something meaningful to... Yeah. If you're um, going to cannibalize something, you might as well... Exactly. Bounce and, you know, yeah. we'll talk about Mistform Ultimus in a future episode because it's actually a really fun deck. It is. It is pretty cool. It's fun. It's cool. And... Uh, I don't know, I guess it looks like all the other ones, but... All the Stellans. Yeah. It's a neat deck. So, that's that. Um, I talked about max commander damage, 11. That's where we want to get. Right. The second best, I guess, is... Uh, or the third best, really, is 7. Got to get him to 7. Right. Um, so, anything that's going to give double strike, like that Fire Shrieker, super right. important. And I think what I was running into is I've got a couple artifacts that give, like, unblockable, or, or uh, what's the one... Um, Prowler's Helm. Prowler's Helm. Prowler's Helm there it is. is two to cast, two to equip. A cre- creature can't be blocked except by walls. Yeah, so I'm spending four mana after I equip to essentially get no extra damage. Right. No extra damage barring they have flyers. If they don't have flyers, I don't need Prowler's Helm. Yeah, it's a dead card, basically. Yeah. Is that why you're not playing... Uh, I keep wanting to say Sky Shroud Claim, and that's not an equipment that makes your guy have Shroud and Unblockable. You're thinking of Predator Flagship? Nope. Mm. It's an equipment. It's a cloak. Whisper Silk Cloak. Whisper Silk Cloak. Whisper Silk Cloak gives Shroud. Shroud. Shroud, and then I can't further can't target further my dude. Equip him, right. So I'm playing Swiftfoot Boots. Right. And. No Greaves? No Greaves. Um, I don't think it's expensive. I think I just didn't have an extra one. And again, Shroud. Oh, yeah. Shroud, too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it does equip for zero, so you could move, equip, move back. You're right? also not, but playing... that's dangerous, right? I don't like that yeah. line of play. I don't. You're also not playing uh, Rogue's Passage. I feel like Rogue's Passage. Oh yes, if you were to put that in that instead was of this dead card on my list. Uh, if you take a dead card out, I've got plans for the cuts already, like Fire Shriekers going in, Bone Splitters going in, right, right. Um, World Slayer is going in. Um, I wasn't sure if I wanted to cut a waste because I'm playing nine wastes. And okay. real men don't need to p- play wastes, according to Corey. F.U. Corey. F.U. Corey. Um, maybe I could up the land count to 34 if I cut something that's useless and put a Rogue's Passage in. I just didn't have an extra Rogue's Passage when I assembled the deck on the floor of my bedroom. Right. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I got to get one because they're like, what, like 40 cents or whatever. Yeah, they're cheap. Rogue's Passage is a four tap target creature becomes unblockable until end of turn. It's a badass Super card. sick land, yeah. Especially Only gives you colorless, but I don't give a crap in this deck because... Yeah, that's what it's all about. And yeah. it, it's super great in Voltron decks. Yeah. it gets you generally in yeah. every time. We're going to talk about that next week. I think I have it on my list to suggest... Because you're playing a lot of basics, and I think yeah. I think Rogue's Passage in a single color deck could go um, a long way. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Yep. So a little bit more about the deck. Uh, card draw, not a whole lot, because there's not really a whole lot in just, budget in Mono Brown. Just the Skull Clamp. Skull Clamp. Yep. Yeah, very good. Um, there's nothing wrong with Skull Clamp. I did look at it the first time, thinking like, what, what, why? It, because it's good. There's lots of 1-1 one, one mirrors, right? Um, I'm thinking of Mir Sire. Mir Sire, when he dies, you get a 1-1. One, one. Right. Brando's just pulling it up here, right? If you're going up, up, there up. Go. There he is. He's a 1-1 one, one for 2. When he dies, he gives you another 1-1. One, one. 
Not Ooh. too bad. Draws you four. It's terrible in EDH, but That's, when you're yeah. looking for card advantage outside of the expensive card draw spells, like um, what's the one I'm thinking of? Mind's Eye. Right. Uh, it's both monetarily getting up there, and it costs five mana. Now, would you think for card draw, because I'm, you're going to get me on this one, I'm sure, when we talk next week when we talk about uh, Kami. Kami. Would you play a Howling Mine in this deck? That was the next place I was going, is if you want card advantage that... Here's Howling Mine, Font of Mythos, or Horn of Greed, yep. um, Mikukoro, Center of the Sea, and Gaia Reach Sanitarium yep. are the two lands that draw everybody cards. Um, aren't card advantage. Nope. They're... They're additional cards for you to look at, but everybody else gets additional cards as well, so you're not gaining anything. Um, I would consider them, but when you're looking at the overall, not theme, but the strategy of the deck, what does it want to do? Does an extra card for everybody further my game plan versus an extra creature to start strapping stuff onto? Mm-hmm. Right? A good strapping point. stuff onto a dude that when he dies, I get another dude to strap stuff onto. Right. It's very incremental, very small, small card advantage, but it is there and nobody else is getting it. Just That's important. Me. Just me. I'm, I guess I'm just thinking casting cost versus overall value. And in spite of the actual cost of you getting a good creature is very high, mm-hmm. the individual cards are very cheap. Mm-hmm. So anytime you can get more than one of them, because you're probably going to want to play two, three cards a turn, you're going to run out of spells way faster you, than You do, else. you do. And again, going back to that... Um, incremental advantage over game that's when the equipments even though you've got to reinvest to equip you've spent your initial investment on the equipment and they're just laying there right so when if and when your dudes do die um, you can gain that advantage by re-equipping because you have so many equipments right and you're not sinking a whole bunch of mana up front into your creatures correct so it's like where do you want to be right do you want to sink the mana into more powerful spells and equipments you want to do the swords spend five mana every time you want to get a good effect you want to do lux cannon and nevenril's disc and um Dark Steel Forge to really gain the advantage on the top end Acroma's Memorial Acroma's Memorial um one thing Platinum I'm, Angel, right? One All thing these ha- good things. I have to th- throw this at you too. You're not. You're talking card advantage. We're talking mm-hmm. card advantage, and you're not playing Sword of Fire and Ice. Uh, correct. Where is my Sword of Fire and Ice? It's tied up in a deck. Let's think for a minute. It's probably uh, a Mist Foreign Ultimate. Mm, no, because I don't have a foil one. Hmm. Hmm. Either way. Either that's, way. That should be in here. It's not in here. It yeah, I'm going to dig that up. I'm going to find that, and I'm going to put that in here. Talk but, about budget. Yeah. But, oh, wait. No, wait. We're doing, we're doing Ryan budget. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's budget if I already own it because I don't have to spend the money on exactly. it. Exactly, and I do own That's everything. Sort of I yeah, guess you have it already, so it didn't <laughs> cost I'm you scratching anything. Scratching my head. <laughs> Dang it! There goes the budget. <laughs> the budget's gone. It's gone. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I was thinking about just to help smooth everything out is: Do you um, like? I'm playing a burnished heart in there to get value, but essentially right. you're just throwing the value away if you're um, sacking him without attacking or equipping to get lands. But you um, could do both. You could do both. There's no um, rush. Solemn Simulacrum is good for doing both because you can strap them up and then swing in. And if, if and somebody if you, wants to block or kill them, I mean, you just you get to draw a card. You benefit, yeah. And you've already got the value out of him by searching for a waste when he hits the battlefield, right? right. So stuff like that where you're gaining a little bit. Um, another couple guys I like are like uh, Chief of the Foundry and Filigree Sage, new ones that are giving you 
different kind of advantage. Uh, Chief of the Foundry uh, gives all your artifacts plus one, plus one. Good. Yep. Very good. Um, I, good, so, I guess. Three mana for a 2-3. And then Filigree Sage is um, a 2-2 two, two for three. And when it enters the battlefield, I gain two life. When it dies, I draw a card. So kind of like Solemn Simulacrum in that if you can recur it at all with um, like a Mirror Retriever or a Junk Diver I'm thinking about putting in just, sure. again, for additional value, um, you can see two, four life, a couple extra cards out of it just to get that little bit of advantage, right? So here's my uh, here's another suggestion I have. I'm, just, I'm thinking on the fly here. How about a Genesis Chamber? That's on... Um theme for oh, you. Oh yeah, Genesis little, Chamber is little um, dudes to strap up. Dudes, you play a cre- every time an artifact creature comes, or every time a creature comes into play under your control, you, you get, get a, a mirror. You get a 1-1 uh, one, one mirror, right? Yeah. yeah. So that, that'd I be like pretty the card. Good. I used to have it, but I traded one away. Um, I think you traded it to me, actually. Hmm. Can I get it back? Nope. Dang. I played a Norn the Wary where it has a, <laughs> it does a lot more damage. Stupid Norn the Wary. Yuppers. Or, uh, oh crap, I forgot the other card I was going to say. Oh well, it'll come back to me. Yep. Um, so I guess that's kind of it. It's it kind of at, at glance it looks kind of like a mirror tribal deck, uh, and I guess you could take it that way if you wanted to get additional advantage out of your mirrors. I thought sure. about playing um, mirror incubator in it. I love me some mirror incubator. It's a six drop artifact, and you pay six tap sack it. Search your library for any number of artifacts and exile them. For each exiled artifact, you get a one one mirror token. It's not horrible. Uh, not horrible. Plays an artifact land, plays everything is artifact except pretty much like what, scour from existence. Um, yeah. And the only thing about it is it, it you already bend over to Vandal Blast or Shatter or Shatterstorm. Sure. If you search your library for all the remaining artifacts and then you get yeah. blasted, yeah, you're really, you're hooped because at that point all you have left in your deck is land. Yeah. But I like it. And I also like uh, Lodestone Mirror. Tap an artifact. He go, he's a 4-4 four, four Trampler. Tap an artifact to give him plus one, plus one until end of turn. Yes, he's very good. And he's got Trample. He's already got that built-in invasion. So if you want to maybe equip him with a grafted exoskeleton to give him Infect, you just start tapping your artifacts until you have enough to trample over all their blockers for 10 infect. So th- now that one I'm actually concerned about. Why isn't that in here? I that- think I had him in the original pile. Because you cost- shouldn't have took him out of the Yeah, pile. he cost four, and the most expensive creature at the time, I thought I was going to stop my creature curve out at four. Right. But now I'm looking at, like I added a mere battle sphere in there. I'm thinking about steel hellkite. I'm thinking about lodestone golem. Just upping that curve and... Well, you gotta you gotta up the curve to survive the late game. Up the curve to su- yeah. survive the late game, and and when we're talking about optimal game size, when you start upping your curve to survive the late game, you're also um, making your deck able to survive against more players. Correct. Um, In general, there are some exceptions, obviously. Y- yeah, of course. I guess what was what was the theory? I didn't want to go above four, and I but guess he just didn't make himself. He didn't make his way back into the pile after you know, we decided your battle sphere. We decided way earlier in the show that you're going above four. If you want to kill more than two people with this deck, you're, you got to go above four. Yeah, I guess. There's, I there's guess no way do. of doing this, pointing at the screen at the list. Yeah. There's no way of doing this, staying above four, and have your deck actually be strong. I don't think it's 
not impossible, but I just not feel impossible. like it's that so... That sounds like a listener challenge. Yeah. Show show us a, a good Voltron deck or a good deck that, uh, like, converted mana cost to this deck, 2.8. Show yeah. us something in that range that can beat a bunch of people. That isn't... Zer. That isn't the $3,700 Atraxa list that I was sent. Holy crap. Yeah, no doubt, hey? It was a sick list. It um, smoke stacks and um, it, it had... Tundra, Underground Sea, Bayou, and... Ooh, we play those. It, it had every dual land, every fetch land, every shock land, uh, Tabernacle of Pendrel Vale. Of course it does. It had... Oh, yeah. It was a pretty wild list, and yeah. the price tag was no exception. We should have asked for a picture of it. Uh, like, I have it on... Not uh, not of the list, of the of the deck, like of the oh, person like, holding yeah, it. Oh, yeah, just holding the deck. Like, yeah, give yeah. It, like holding the deck and a bunch of money that they obviously also have. Yeah. And then giving us the finger because they have all of that stuff. Yeah. And, and we don't have it. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I would roll. Yeah, I can I can find the list and link to it if anybody's interested because it was it was cool. Um, but again, going back to the Atraxa project, it was like something that, oh, do I want to play this? It's This, this it's wouldn't be any fun. It's just yeah. like... Ugh. That's a thing. Yeah, we'll figure it, it out. Back to uh, back to the deck when we're looking at. Uh, I mentioned Ornithopter before. We're looking at Phyrexian Walker. We're looking at uh, Memnite one one for zero. Phyrexian Walker zero three for zero, and I guess Torque cards. Right, turn one, play them. Turn two, you're swinging in for damage already. Right. Yep. Um, is that the direction that we? I feel like it's less advantageous. I think it's less advantageous in EDH, to be honest with you. I think that you might be right, but I just love them. I love the zero drop artifacts, especially Phyrexian Walker because it doesn't have a new border. Right. It only has the old border from Visions, and I just, I love it. It's old, it's menacing. Phyrexian Walker, I think, is really great in EDH because it stops virtually all of the turn one Turn one, turn two guys, yeah. Yeah, like some people, like I play... um, in my goblins, I play all of the lackey things and instigator, and this mm-hmm. stops all of them. It doesn't cost you nothing. Yeah. You put a card down, like you ain't getting no free goblins off me, mother. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I right? like that. I guess Ornithopter is kind of like that too. In that, if you're if, <laughs> and I always bug you because in um, is it your Cranko deck? You play a goblin God. rager. Yeah, it's one one for one haste. Yeah, yeah. There's no goblin rager attacking me in this deck because I've got the zero drops that have more toughness. Yeah. And I've invested a mana in mine. It's yeah, bullcrap. I don't think that that's how you build a deck, though. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. What if they play goblin no, rager no. against me? You should just, never consider that. I just that. thought of. Um, we were talking about it before the show. Uh, Mir Superion. Yep. The what is he a five four five four for two? He's a five six five for, six for two, but he can only be cast by tapping mana from mirrors. From mirrors or from artifacts? I thought it was I thought it was actual mirrors or maybe creatures. We should, maybe we should pull them up. You I'll got them up there? Check that out. I don't have them in here. Here, I'll search them up. Uh, the other thing I thought of was uh, Mirror Enforcer. That's the Affinity one? Infinity for Artifacts one, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm doing this on my phone because... He's the 4-4 four, four for 7, right? Mirror Enforcer? Correct. 4-4 yeah. four, four for 7 with Infinity for Artifacts. Yeah, so, so you could get them out on turn... What is it? Is it In this deck, is a 4-4 four, four on turn 3 good? I think so. It's better than a 1-1 one, one on turn 3 for more mana, which is what you're doing now. I suppose. Yeah. And again, it kind of does step it back into the colorless good stuff direction, but as long as you're not cutting your 
Voltron equipment-y feel. I think that you can play stuff like that and still maintain the spirit of the deck and not yep. have it turn into some grindy, Kozilek-ish deck. You yeah, know what I'm that's right. I'm looking at Mir Superior now. He is a artifact creature. Mir 2 is his casting cost. Yeah. <laughs> Five, six. Spend only mana produced by creatures to cast Mir Superior. Okay. So. so I don't know if that's right for this deck. Th- definitely not. That is not for this deck. You have I mean, how many artif- How many mirrors do you have right now that make mana? Two? Plague Mirror, and there's also a uh, Kozilex Channeler. There's also an Ulamog one, right, that's just like Kozilex Channeler. He costs like five, and he taps for two or something. Yeah. But, I know, I know ah, he costs five. Like it's a that. five for a dork. That's Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna spend five mana for my 4-4 four, four and then tap it next turn instead of attack with it with equipment to cast a 5-6. That's terrible. That sounds not very good. That's yet, a stupid no. idea, yeah. Yeah. It's bad news. So, um, I guess if we get into Spice Calculator and we can do our, our traditional milk list matches and stuff... Um, we're looking at popularity as of today, April 9th, 2017. We are looking at uh, 115 lists. That's really good. I was super surprised by yeah. that, honestly. Especially because on the surface, he looks easy to build because he's kind of a simple card, 1-1 one, one flyer for one. Like, yeah. Kind of doesn't tell you to do anything else with it other right. than attack or whatever. Which is why it surprised me because it doesn't immediately lend itself to, oh, that's a deck yeah. that I would love to play, and here's a guy that fits into it. I guess if if I have the choice, though, between, like, Kozilek, Butcher of Truth, and this guy, or Kozilek, Great Distortion, Ulamog, one or two, I don't know, maybe those cards look splashier, funner. Well, significantly, yeah. This guy and is $30 a... more to buy yes. in some <laughs> cases, so maybe, I don't know, maybe those 115 people are like, oh, yeah, I don't have that much money. It might be, yeah. <laughs> um Average converted mana cost, and or uh, talked about that earlier, two point eight one. Yep. Ch- cheap. Yep. Yeah, I suppose below average. What do we say was average? What did we think was average last week? Three to three point five. Yeah, three and a half. Three and a half is probably. I was looking at lists um, up in the four range. Your commie list. Yep. Four point three six or something. Um, critical turn and optimal game size. I set those both at four. But they should be lower. I think so. The Both optimal game size, obviously, it's not any higher than four because I haven't been able to secure a game with it yet. I would say it's three, honestly. Cause I've, I've three in its current iteration. That's I've right. seen you play this deck in four-player games and then above where yeah. at points you forget that you're there because your deck is so ineffectual. And that might sound mean, <laughs> yeah, but you no. have definitely had games where you have this huge board state and you're doing nothing. Yeah, you, you know what? One, one you know what else. it was last time we played together a couple weeks ago and I played this deck. It was like turn one, soul ring, equipment. Turn two, hope of gear poor, equip. Turn three, equip, equip, two things. It's like swing for nine. And then next turn, swing for nine again, play a dude, right? Next yep. turn, swing for nine again. Uh, maybe at different players or whatever, just depending on who could block. And then after turn three or four, it's like, yeah, I forgot I was even at your house. No. I forgot that I was at your house. You're just watching us play Magic. Yeah. You might as well have been streaming it on the internet. Because yeah. now we've got blockers for your nine power yeah. guy. And yeah, and it didn't have infect because there's only one infect equipment. Right. Right. And, and there's no infect, infect land. I guess there is an infect land in um, Ink Moth Nexus. That's also a flyer. And it's, it's also like 50 bucks. What? Yeah, it's expensive. Maybe it's not 50. It's like 40 yeah. something. Anyways, it's expensive and it's not in the deck as a result. Um, so in a four or five player game, yeah, it gets out to a good start. Lots of lots of oomph to kind of punch in the first few points of damage. It's like turn five or six. Everybody's like, what's your life? 
30. What's your life? 28. Oh, my God. How did we get here? Ryan. Well, yeah. Hope of Gearport. Oh, let's kill it. Right? And then, yeah. okay, I lose. Right? Yep. That's how it goes. Um, uniqueness rating when we're looking at EDHREC.com, um, 23. That's pretty good. Yeah, 23 different cards than what's on EDH rec. And what I'm trying to stay away from, again, is the steel Hellkites and the worm coil engines, increasing that top end at the cost of making it less spicy. I don't want to get it down into that 17 or 18 spicy or uniqueness range. I want to make it unique and cool and play things like, uh, what did I I say earlier today? Sparring Golem. And Thunderstaff. Thunderstaff. Well, Thunderstaff was in a Commander product, so Thunderstaff might not count. but I think it counts. It's a neat card. Um find sparring golem there because he's just a piece of crap uh, there he is there he is why don't you give him a read whenever sparring golem becomes <laughs> blocked it gets plus one plus one until end of turn for each creature blocking it and it is a two two for three what's that ability called rampage uh rampage is when they're uh yeah yeah rampage. That is rampage. <laughs> it is sparring rampage. golem or uh what was the other funny guy that i had in there um golem artisan golem artisan yeah look at this guy golem artisan is a 3-3 for 5. Tap 2, target artifact creature gets plus 1, plus 1. Tap 2, target artifact creature gains your choice of flying, trample, or haste until end of turn. That's not actually that bad. I like that guy. That's pretty good. Late game, if you ran out of equipments, uh, he's kind of a mana dump. There was actually one that I was looking at when I was checking this deck out. I can't remember what it's called. Armory Automation, or Armory Automaton. Yeah, I like that guy. The 2-2 two, two for 3. Whenever Armory Automaton enters the battlefield or attacks, you can attach any number of equipments to it. Yep. So he could turn into your Voltron. Yep. Right? And he's from Commander 2016 product, so he is... He's prob- also a Commander card, but... He's probably pseudo-available for people, and I, th- I think he's in the stock list on edhrec.com. But... For good reason, because you you play them and you just dump them in, right? Like he's a super fun card too. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like I like him, and uh, he doesn't require a certain creature type, or he doesn't need to be legendary. When you talk about um, there's a series of cards from Eventide or Morning Tide or whatever. <laughs> there's the squeaky mic um, that require a certain creature type. If you cast that creature type, you can automatically equip to. Yep. Mistform Ultimus plays those. Yeah. Or um, something like Hero's Blade, that if you cast a legendary creature, you can automatically equip. Yep. Uh, Armory Automaton just works like that for everything. It's pretty cool. You have five or six equipment down and just poof. Golem Artisan can give them haste. You swing in and out, of the, out of the blue for a whole bunch of damage. Yeah, it's awesome. So, yeah. And if you've got a bunch of swords on them, because we're obviously abandoning the budget... Yep. So you're going to swing in for a whole bunch of damage. Mill 10, get a wolf, draw a card, do two. Yeah. Return a creature card oh, from your graveyard. You, had, you had suggested that I cut Sword of Body in mind. And yeah. I was thinking you can you can wring some advantage out of that because it does give you a wolf. Yeah, it, it gives you another dude, it right? It gives you a body. That's true. gives you another body. Now, of course, is, I was suggesting you cut Sword of Body in mind for Sword of Fire and Ice. Uh, yeah, that was it. Like, does drawing a card and potentially killing something out outweigh uh, the 2 2 wolf? Yes. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I have a sort of fire and ice, I'll kill your 2-2 wolf uh, and draw a card. Yes. Yep. Yep. Maybe I play donate and donate you the sort of body <laughs> in mind and then I play sort of fire and ice and kill your wolf, which is my wolf. Um, anyways, <laughs> spiciness. When we look at all of those things, pretty spicy. Yep. 39.1. It's very good. That's, uh, that's yeah. what we like to keep it around the show, I think. I, I think suppose, yeah. If we're in around the 40, yep. that's, 
good. Or as you could say it, 40. 40. Well, 40. 39. Yeah. Almost. Round it up. Um, 40. What is that? Uh, 50% as spicy as you can get. If yeah. 80, what did we say? 86 was as spicy as you can go. We're almost 50%. Yeah. It's right good. up. Yeah, it's spicy enough that it's fun to play. It's something unique. It's something different. Yeah. Um, but it's not so out there that you're going to A, just sit there with a pile of trash in your hand and have no effing idea what the hell you're uh, supposed to do with it. I, I kind of am sitting with a pile of trash in my hand right now, but it's very easy to play. Yeah, it's which a, you know what it's supposed to do. It just can't. Yeah. It doesn't have the steam to get there. It needs you, more horsepower. You know what I? You know what I think is, um, like when Fu Joel comes over and plays or whatever, or somebody that comes over and says, "Hey, do you got a deck or whatever?" It's a good deck. Uh, as soon as I can get it fixed up or whatever, it's a good deck that you can lend out to somebody and say, here, it's easy to play. It tells you exactly what you want and just play equipments, turn sideways. Yeah. Right? And I mean, some people, when you're not the one who built it, somebody new looking at it, especially F.U. Joel, F.U. Joel, who is deceptively really, really good at magic and he has a really good mind for finding those little intricacies and stuff, um, I find letting him play decks that are even ones that you really like mm-hmm. he'll find things to do you that might you not never thought you to might do not have seen because he's a or, devious piece exactly of shit. or he might say um hey how come you don't play this card or whatever right yeah or what about that oh i didn't think of that he doesn't say it like that he says why aren't you playing this are yeah. you bad you're so terrible you suck yeah this deck is great except you're missing this card yeah that's yeah. A, that's how he so, talks i don't know maybe that's the tip of the show today let your friends play your decks or even just look at them don't keep them a secret because uh maybe they'll see something yeah um okay so let's just Kind of move through the rest of the everything here that we got. We talked about Shatterstorm. We're talking yeah. about the weaknesses of the deck. Yeah. How do you beat it? You Shatterstorm it. You Vandal Blast it. You Granulate it. Because yeah. Granulate would even crush this deck. Destroy all artifacts with converted mana cost four or less. Yep. Even that would crush this deck. Um, sacrifice effects, like most Voltron decks, if somebody's playing Edict.card, yep. sacrifice a dude. Well, I don't have that many dudes, right? In you, play at any one time. Yeah, you have a significant number of dudes, though. And I think you could up your dude count super easy. What I've been so doing is, weakness, is kind of, you can even sandbag dudes, right? You sandbag yeah. dudes so you have one or two at a time, and you kind of spread the equipment over two of them if you don't have Hope of Gear Pour out, yeah. right? Or if you do, you're all in on Hope of Gear Pour like a Voltron deck and somebody plays an Edict. Sack your the guy. Terminus or whatever, something where... He could be indestructible, but you have to sack him or right. tuck him. Tuck him or get rid right. of him, yeah. Exactly. So that's the weaknesses, I, I guess. It, it, it's an artifact deck. Anything that's by nature very fragile yeah. because there's way more colors that can just destroy it because green and red now have sweepers for you. Yeah. That's something. Like Vandal Blast. Oh, not enough Vandal Blasts in our play group. No, I played play in two decks, I think. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it is a good one. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, we're talking about the budget that we're going to totally blow. Yeah, we're blowing that out the out the building. That's not happening anymore. Right now, the deck is sitting at 186 bucks, which is not bad. It's respectable for a... Before the show, we were talking about cutting things, like the two swords. It plays Body and Mind and Light and Shadow. Right. And it plays Umazawa's Jite. If you cut those three cards, that's like $70 off the deck. Right there. Yep. Um... If we add in the couple that I was talking about, Bone Splitter, Fire Shrieker, World Slayer, all under a buck, all under 50 cents probably, <laughs> um, you've got all of a sudden a deck that's pretty close to 100 bucks. And a lot of the land that are in it, you've already got. They're the, they're Tectonic or Terramorphic Expanse and Tomb of the Spirit Dragon and the Urza Plants and uh, lots of just cheap lots little of s- lands, right? And then the Wastes. 
Yep, lots of simple stuff. Yeah. One more thing. I'm gonna. I missed talking about this. Blade of Selves is an obvious cut. Yes. In this deck, there's yep. no reason for it to be in here. Both because it's a super douchebag card. Correct. And it doesn't do anything. That's right, because there's no ETB effects on the creatures, or very well, few. There's right? a few. Solemn Simulacrum. Yeah, and I think again, it was in the original iteration of the deck before I cut some of the top end stuff that had good abilities. Blade of Selves is coming straight out. Probably going to get Fire Streaker or something for Blade of Selves, right? Interesting fact about Brando. The easiest way to get yourself punched directly in your eye socket is to play Blade of Selves and put it on something horrible like a Terastodon. Ooh, or yeah. Crater Hoof. Yeah. I, I will... Oh, get hoofed. I will strike people. <laughs> strike them. <laughs> what, what about if I equip Blade of Selves and um, the other equipment that you hate? Uh, the one that finds a removal spell? Gosh, Sunforger. Sunforger. Same creature. Oh, I'm going to put them on like like Crater Hoof or something. Just yeah. terrible. I don't even know what I'd do. I would lose it. I would <laughs> just flip the table. Yeah, I'd, yeah. Well, I'd flip the table onto you. Yeah. And then drop an elbow on it. It'd be, it'd be gross. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Terrible. So the deck already doesn't run any Eldrazi Titans. It doesn't run a Metal Worker. Um, it doesn't, I'm, I'm staying away from foils again just so I don't have to go out and buy a bunch of stuff, right? Um, and the deck doesn't really want that anyways, right? We've, right? we've talked about the velocity. So I guess if you look it up on uh, tapdout.net, you can see 180 bucks. You could easily shave 80 bucks off it, have a $100 deck, mm-hmm. half the cards you already own because they're f- from fairly the, recent sets. They're pretty common too. And Or will be easily found. Like You know somebody that has every card in this deck minus... A few things yeah, kind of like Zada. Yeah. They're just going to give you most of what's in there, right? Yep. Or as long as you have good friends. Yes. We don't have good friends, yeah. so we had to go out and get these. A few friends. But yeah, exactly. Um, the last thing, new section, card of the week. Ooh, And we didn't week. have one picked out beforehand. I kind of want to say that it's, uh, um, what's the guy? Golem Artisan. That's who I kind of like. They're like Golem Artisan, He's eh? kind of like a little hidden gem. He costs five for a 3-3, which isn't that great, but that mana dump that lets you smash through for the last few points of commander damage gives him trample, gives him plus one, plus one, gives him haste if you have to recast um, Hope, Hope of, of Gearpore, right? Or if I do end up putting somebody like, um, well, I guess there's a uh, Mere Battlesphere in there or if yep. Worm Coil goes in there, yep. what's an extra two mana on Worm Coil if... Uh, if you've got a few mana rocks out, right? Yeah. I, I like him too. I agree with you. Golem Artisan. And Golem he's Artisan, card of the week. 16 cents from Mirrodin Besieged. Yep. An no. Uncommon. Uh, what is that? Is that Mirrodin Reborn? No. It's the first one. Mm. It's the first damn set in New Mirrodin. Return to Mirrodin? That's I not know. right. Click on him there. No, I don't, right. I don't what remember. The, click, what on the, the, click on the word. <laughs> I'll Computers. Click on, click on your word. You're not careful. Printing Scars of Mirrodin. Ah, oh, damn, we're so stupid. We did say Mirrodin, though, yes. so I'm going to give that one to Mirrodin, us. Mirrodin, yeah. I'm giving us that one. I don't, I don't yeah. care. So get your Golem Artisans. Yeah, wait, man, I might actually get one of those and put it in a couple of my decks. There's a couple of things. Get there. a foil one. It can go in any deck. Yeah. And it's always good if you have a high end and you're kind of looking for something to give your guys some evasion or some haste. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Like, There it is. Yeah. Get them. Get them while they're hot. See That's if we it. can spike the price. That'd be sweet. Uh, I don't think we have. Not, a, yeah. I don't think we're at that point we, yet. Hey, don't underestimate the power of the Commander Cookout podcast. Ooh, uh, just like the church. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get them yet too. Just give us time. Yep. Tristan Coalition Outreach. 
You're first on the list. I want you Going to know down. that. I want you to know that. Okay, so I guess last thing. Um, last when thing. the show goes up, we have one more week of retweets for the show to get a free altar. Yep. And I think it's going to be something something cool. Something have we picked a card yet? Is it, go- um, is it Golem Artisan? Uh, no, because I only have one. Should <laughs> <laughs> we get another um, one? The I have a containment cents. priest from, like the original containment priest from Commander last year. That's all just extended border. It looks very clean, very nice. Sure. It might be something. I've got an extra couple brainstorms kicking around. People always like brainstorms. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a mystical tutor kicking around. It's painted all up. It's Goodness. pretty nice. Goodness sakes, yeah. Uh, so retweet the show. Uh, send us your Atraxa lists. Yeah, we're still going on Project Atraxa. Yep, Project Atraxa. And Brando, he can take us out. Yeah, that's me. So we're going to be gone for another week, and we will see you next week with Kami of the Crescent Moon. Until then, you're going to listen to some sweet dubstep, and we'll see you next time. Bow.